0: Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 256. Today is Sunday the 12th of November 2017, and this interview is with Olivier Laborde, who's one of those unusual breeds of operational marketers in a large, well-known multinational who's also published a book, an award winner no less, Innovate or Disappear. Based on his experience of running the Innovation Lab, Olivier talks about the challenges and key success factors Of driving change and innovation within a large business. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T H E M Y N D S E T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Minter Dialogue. So today I have a special guest, someone with whom I shared a stage a few weeks ago in Paris for the launch of my book. Um, but it was also the occasion for Olivier Laborde to speak about his new book, which is an award-winning book uh, written in French um, called Innovate or Disappear. And uh, it's obviously right on message. So Olivier, uh, tell us in your words... Who you are and what's your mindset these days?
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Inter. Uh, it's I'm great uh, talking to you today. Uh, who I am? Uh, that's a big question. Uh, actually, I'm, uh, I'm a head uh, of uh, innovation and uh, digital transformation. I did some marketing too, and uh, these days, uh, yeah, I'm uh, also uh, an author as a. I published a book innovator disappear and uh, well, my mindset is pretty good because uh, I have the opportunity to uh, to meet uh, some great people and to talk about innovation which is always a uh, which' is always nice and challenging uh, the position and the convictions of, of people around this subject so my mindset is pretty nice because uh, people are really um, well I feel I'm blessed because people are really nice with me and uh, I got a lot of uh, talks, and uh, very interesting talk, and uh, I got the opportunity to meet uh, very interesting uh, people like you, Winter, so I'm pretty good (laughs) lately. So,
0: I mean, I'm guessing that the reason why you're invited to speak so often, just like why I wanted to have you on my show, is that you are an operational dude, that's to say you're actually doing the stuff. So often, you know, we get these consultants like Minter Dial and so on, who are talking about the stuff, but really aren't in the in the weeds doing the work. So, that's why I'm glad to have you on the show, of course. So, uh, Olivier, tell us what you... what. Let's go to the operational side first, before we get into the book. Exactly what have you been achieving, and, and talk just through putting in place this lab.
1: Well, it was back in uh, 2009, it was... Uh Pretty new by that time, and uh, yeah, we decided to to launch an uh, innovation uh, approach uh, because uh, clients uh, were thinking that uh, we've been innovating, but uh, we were not innovating anymore. So that was uh, a big shock for us because we wanted to be heard from the competition. Uh, We were working uh, by that time with uh, the treasuries of uh, big companies like uh, L'Oreal or uh, Orange or uh, EDF in France, and uh, so we thought a long time. So how can we be innovating uh, with all these uh, regulatory uh, constraints in, in the banks and the financing uh, activities? And so uh, we decided to uh, why well, to try uh, and to learn by trying uh, to uh, to set up a, what we call a, a lab. Uh, Bit separate from the, the production, production, uh, bit separate from the project's uh, methods and constraints, just to be able to uh, yeah, to be able to uh, to accelerate and to do things with uh, less budgets and uh, this uh way quicker, uh, more agility, uh, maybe smarter too, and to try uh, not to be uh, uh, perfect the first time, but to uh, to try which was uh, a big uh, cultural change by that time because uh, uh, all the big companies are looking for uh, excellence, uh, mm-hmm. operational excellence, and uh, not to be perfect at the first time to try was not very in the cultural mindset of, of the big companies. So, so yeah, we, we try, and uh, we didn't have any theory, as you say, I'm an approach and truth, and just we, we learned, uh, we failed, I guess, but uh, finally, we—I think—that was a, a nice adventure for for everybody in the company. So, when you set up a lab, it, it sounds
0: sort of now a little bit more obvious since we've seen so many of them. But what, looking back at it, what was key to setting it up for success? I mean. There's there's got to be a lot of scratching of heads, especially if you're in a highly regulated environment with a with a culture that's not quite as used to experimentation and failing. How do, how on earth do you set this thing up for success?
1: Well, I think you, you at first you have to uh, to share the your view uh, and and you go. <coughs> and first you have to share that. Uh, well, maybe we we are at the end of the path and uh, maybe uh, well, I think the, the client voice is uh, pretty important to share because uh, when the client uh, is saying to you uh, well you've been a- innovating and uh, you're not innovating anymore I think uh, this is a shock for the marketing department but this is also a shock for, for the commercial, for the sales and for everybody in the company then uh, as you say, you have to, to share with uh, partners in, in the company how you, uh, you're going to do it and uh, one key partner I think in the the IT department because uh, usually when you're you're thinking about uh, development and uh, making things quicker you you are thinking uh, about IT department so one of the key success I think was to to share the the goal with uh, the IT department to to make a partnership with them uh, not to fight with them because uh, we wanted to to prove to them that we wanted to innovate by uh, uh, the client uh, side and not by the technology side uh, and so uh, one uh, I think one thing uh, pretty important for, for me, for us, for the lab to, uh, for its success was to, to say hey, we're going to do it together, uh, it's not the IT system department uh, against uh, the marketing department, we just uh, are going to do it uh, together that was uh, I think one major point uh, for our success uh, by that time. Then, well, you have the, the question of uh, are you gonna do it uh, with uh, the money? Uh, are you gonna finance uh, the thing? So, well, I think uh, I, 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 I just told everybody that uh, it's not that mad to uh, just to spend 1% of the budget uh, doing uh, R&D, uh, doing innovation. And uh, when you say, hey, why don't uh, we get just 1% to do uh, some innovation? Then it doesn't seem important to people, but uh, the thing is, uh, it's a good sense, but uh, nobody uh, were thinking by the, uh, this way by that time. Mm. So
0: let's say that um, putting a lab in place there, you, ha- you have to get a team in place. Yeah. How do you identify the right team to bring with you? Because... Let's say if you come from a culture that's maybe not quite as entrepreneurial, we're talking about typical entrepreneurial keywords like agility and pivoting and and failing fast and, and all these kinds of activities. Whereas in your organization and, and most large organizations, this is not the type of people we have around us. How did you put together a team and was it a long list of people waiting outside your door or were you having to scratch into new areas to find key Individuals, how did that go about?
1: Well, I have to say that at the beginning, uh, nobody was knocking on the door. <laughs> it was like, wow, what uh, was this ovni? It was uh, very something different, and it was uh, very uh, suspicious. People uh, inside my own department from marketing, uh, with a product owner, was telling me, Well, we are doing innovation also. So, uh, we say, Yeah, you're doing innovation, we, we're gonna do some different things, uh, some very good uh, innovation and uh, well, I think you, uh, you have to uh, think that you, you need people uh, that are able to do many things like project management, I think, uh, communications, uh, people that can uh, yeah, kind of cross the lines because uh, if you uh, just uh, obey to all the rules, I, I don't think you're going to obey, uh, you're going to succeed. So uh, you have to uh, to have people with uh, a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, by the by time I, I selected people by uh, more on uh, uh values uh, attitudes uh, more than of technical uh, competences uh, like enthusiasm uh, uh, to be positive uh, to to uh, to to be able to uh, to want to uh, yeah to change the world <laughs> and then for the competencies, you need some people uh, who knows uh, uh, both project management and uh, marketing, because uh, if you want to innovate on the client side, you, you need uh, people from uh, from the, yeah, the client side, from the marketing or salespeople. So you, you mentioned um,
0: not using, playing by the typical rules yeah. that, that the, the organization you work with uh, has. To what extent is it important for the lab not only not to play by the rules, but not also to be encumbered by the same meeting ideas, by the same financial constraints, by the same geographical location. Are there, what are the other ways that you can you know, accelerate, uh, or at least maybe help anyway, create this different type of environment? Because ultimately, of course, if you extract the, the lab, and you're based in Outer Hebrides in Scotland, um, so very far away from all the cultural constraints and processes that can be one thing but then the problem is bringing it back so how do you create a an environment that's separate yet inclusive
1: well uh you have to do a, a tour of the company uh you have to uh i told uh, just before but uh, i did a partnership with uh, the it department but you also have to uh, to deal with uh uh, the conformity department with uh, the uh, the sales department with uh, with uh, every department in, in the company and uh, you have to say okay, this is uh, the rule and uh, then uh, how can we do uh, um, just for experimentation uh, like a B, uh, a B path, uh, a path an alternative path so we can be uh, faster just for a moment just for one product just for... M- a small amount of clients, and uh, when you put a, a small parameter, uh, when you're gonna try and experiment, so it doesn't uh, put in danger the production part. Uh, I think people can uh, can yeah can be uh, aware. Uh, I remember talking with a uh, law department uh, when you're working in the bank, but I think it's the same in uh, in, uh, in many companies. Uh, you are, you have like maybe 100 uh, pages uh, contracts, uh, and uh, when you want to go uh, for to innovation, you are, you are often working on uh, very very uh, technology very emergent, uh, maybe with uh, startups, and you can't go with uh, 100 page uh, papers. So we just uh, did a, an agreement with the law department to just one page <laughs> uh, contract. Uh, we were fun by that time because uh, it was something very very uh, very new but it was just, just saying that it just one contract maybe for 60 days 60 days uh, no uh, no obstacles for the production part. no so 60 days for just a startup you don't need uh, 100 pages and uh, we did this with uh, maybe uh, five or six departments saying okay this is for the, the excellence, the operation and excellence uh, for the production. And what can we do just for a small amount of products, very new, for, for maybe uh, 50 clients? And can we find a way, a better way, a quicker way, just to be able to uh, to test and and to and to learn? And back then, if it's a success, we we'll be able to uh, to go for longer uh, paths, longer contract, and longer. Uh, uh, methods so olivier i'm I'm gonna
0: guess of course that it's important the person or the persons who were your sponsors on the c-suite uh, that's one thing the second is how does one choose an olivier Laborde that's to say mm-hmm. that this your role uh, becomes I mean is 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 incredibly important to carry the flag and and to go through the hiccups and and to explain the screw-ups and all those things that are happening. So talk about those two points.
1: Uh, well, I'm not uh, the one that can answer this one. I can just guess. Uh, I think I have a longer career of project management Management first. Uh, I did uh, 10 years in project management. Then I, I shift uh, on the uh, marketing side. So I've kind of uh, ambidextrous maybe in the, in the company. With, uh, a knowledge in IT uh, being an engineer and a knowledge in, in marketing now so uh, well it's uh, these two legs can be a very uh, very nice to uh, to uh, to do some uh, new stuff then you have uh, as I say uh, attitudes uh, enthusiasms uh, to be always positive uh, to be uh, able to, uh, to bring energy to people not to uh, to stop uh, by the um, First obstacle in, uh, in big companies, and what we call uh, lately like uh, entrepreneurship is not to be an entrepreneur in in a com- inside uh, the company. And I think uh, there is many people like this um, like I, and like hi, and you just have the opportunity and uh, to be lucky to uh, yeah to find a. Uh, some manager that uh, believe in you and uh, let you some space and autonomy uh, to, to be able to, uh, to create some, something, uh, at least to try to create something new.
0: And how much interference did this lucky manager have? Because <laughs> in the end of the day, there can be this uh, idea of delegation and let it fly, but also I, there's always a temptation to want to put my nose into it, find out how it's going, and maybe actually be excited by it, which is the good idea. But the downside is being a little bit too present and overbearing. Uh,
1: two points at least uh, for this one. Uh, first, you have to, to communicate a lot, uh, which can be risky because uh, innovation and digital transformation is a kind of a hype word. So uh, everybody uh, is talking about it. So, so you can create. Uh, Jealous people inside the company, so you have to be uh, to communicate, but to be aware that uh, you can uh, have uh, enemies inside the company, so you have to uh, to really be uh, to be careful. And the second point, um, I think I forgot it. <laughs> but uh, what was the question again? <laughs> um,
0: well, with regard to the boss and their their ability to participate. Yeah. in
1: i have it i got it uh the the second thing is which is important uh of course you have to uh to target uh something uh, some innovation that can change the world maybe in two or three years but i think you have also to uh, manage some quick wins just to prove inside the company uh, that you are doing the you're going to the right point to the with the right uh, manners and uh with the right people. Uh, if you are going to uh, the rhythm is very important. If you are going to uh, to target something in three years, I think uh, you won't be able to do it. So, in parallel, when thinking of, of changing the world, you have to go step by step, and some quick wins are very important in maybe about six months, because otherwise people are gonna start to say, well, what are we doing? What are we? Doing? We are. Producing something we are bringing money in in the company and these people we are just seems to uh, To enjoy their time, but nobody is getting in so I think uh, Yeah, communication and a quick win uh, in maybe about uh, six months is very important to engage everybody and to prove that you're doing the right way with everybody Mm. and then you have to engage everybody uh, when you are looking for ideas uh, and when you are looking for clients to uh, to test well you, it's easy to engage uh, many uh, employees and many sales people to, to prove them that they can participate to it uh, in the education part and even to, to try in the part and I remember uh, at, at the first time which is we are just all, all easy, it's, uh, always easy to uh, to tell the story uh, afterwards but at the first time when well, we launched uh, the methodology and the lab. People from the sales sales part was saying, and uh, as I had some clients like uh, Orange, Alcatel-Lucent, uh, very big companies. say people were saying, "No, you, you're not trying this with my uh, with uh, my clients. You just when it's going to be uh, okay and perfect? I'm going to bring you to the to the clients." So we did uh, launch, uh, uh, a launch client club when we could uh, show our uh, innovation and then, month after month, people were saying, ah, the client wants to see you, he wants to talk innovation with us, so can I, can I, can I uh, come with us? Uh, And it was okay, and I remember by the the end, we were organizing, uh, yeah, client club, and client meetings on innovation, and so uh, innovation meetings with, uh, with the client, we we uh, were very interesting to uh, to see what we are doing but we were listening to them right, which is very important and uh, yeah, as I said, people just changed their mind but uh, we have to look back uh, at the be- very beginning when uh, people were very, uh, not anxious, but uh, just uh, saying, yeah, try with another client and mm-hmm. then I bring you uh, to see uh, my clients right, um, right. well, so what
0: I like about what you said, olivier, you had this one uh, one notion of of having some change the world bigger three year mission and separately having some quick wins over a six month time horizon, which seems palatable, I would say you know because you have to still get everything up and running and and what I'm interpreting from what you say is that you spent a good amount of time really focused on the customer's needs. And, you know, while I don't want to be cheeky, but it sounds like or it could be that oftentimes businesses forget to be focused on the customer's needs. And so it it seemed like that was a key point of initiating and creating these quick wins was by onboarding the customers. Is that correct? And how did you, I mean, you went and did these customer club meetings, you were saying, Yes, but is there anything other, any other insights you might have as to how to get these quick wins up and running? Uh,
1: quick wins is uh, yeah, it's uh, the first thing as a key of success. Yes, yeah, we uh, we did uh, launch uh, a client club uh, meetings twice a year, Well, we could at first. Um, it was funny because at first we uh, we are just. Uh, Trying to push information, and then uh, month after month, we ju- we were just more listening. P- clients talking to each other, mm-hmm. uh, just disappearing behind the, the talk between the clients. And uh, I remember uh, at one time we uh, we did try. I, I, I told people I, I don't remember if I, I was the one or I never want to say it. But when we were selecting uh, the ideas to launch uh, some experimentation. We are, we are making it with uh, the selection, with the C-suits in, uh, in our company. And one time I say, hey, why don't we ask the people to, to, to vote on uh, maybe five or six ideas where we can launch. And uh, I remember that the result was very different between the C-suits inside the company and the C-suits and the, the clients outside the company. And it was kind of a little shock because uh, when we, what, we do, what are we doing? I said to people, yeah, we listen to the clients. They say, we did vote that way, so we have to listen to them. We have to go to that point. So I think that this, this is easier than to, to find an, a quick win because uh, you have to change your culture and to say, okay, that's what we want to do, but this is pretty different than what the clients want. And, and the difference uh, is not that... Uh, for the quick wins, it's not that, uh, how can I say, hard. Because when you listen to the clients, maybe you are the one who are thinking three years ahead. But when you're listening to the clients innovating, is six months ahead. So it was, and it's not that difficult, in fact, when you're not talking about changing the world. For clients, very operational clients, innovation is maybe to... Uh, to leverage and to uh, to kill a, a pain point and, and maybe to kill a pain point is not that innovating in a way but for the clients is very useful and uh, because it can be very painful for some uh, process we have inside the bank and um, well I think uh, just listening to the clients uh, you can have some quick wins just uh, killing some uh, pain points. Mm, well I love and that. We- so, um, Innovate or Disappear,
0: Innover ou your book. Um, congratulations for that and winning the prize at the uh, Hub Forum. Um, what are the big messages from Innovate or, or Disappear?
1: Well, uh, I put ahead a uh, methodology I call uh, Leash. Um, Leash is uh, L for lab, uh, we talk about, E for ideation, uh, S for startup and H for uh, human, humans, which is uh, pretty important. And uh, lab, we talked about it. Uh, it's uh, just uh, a thing t- to separate, to have an area to sep- separate it from uh, the production when you can uh, uh, try to innovate because uh, all the processes in, inside the company are processes to, to, to target uh, operational excellence. And that can kill uh, ideas from the beginning, uh, because uh, uh, an idea is very fragile at the beginning, and uh, either for budget reason, political reason, it can be killed easily at the first uh, step. So to uh, to protect the idea so she can flourish inside the company, I think you, you have to uh, to create a perimeter, which I call a lab, just to for the idea to to flourish inside the company, um, protect it. Uh, from the, all these uh, obstacles of the big company, uh, the eye for ideation uh, for ideas is uh, more like uh, to call for companies to to go outside to go for open innovation to uh, to try to partnership with uh, maybe technology company but also startups and maybe also schools uh, and also to uh, to uh, to trust their employees to uh, to do some internal ideation challenge hackathons uh, or whatever we can we call it inside the company so this is a I bring some ideas on that side as for startup because inside the company uh, and we do have to do it we have big processes heavy processes and uh, which are very important for to deliver a plane for example but to innovate and to try new thing we, we have to, to gain uh, some agility. And uh, so I say, instead of uh, being uh, in, uh, feeling in danger with a startup, try to copy them from some uh, techniques like lean startup, design to cost, uh, ten, test and learn uh, methods, and age for for human because uh, I think yes, uh, startups are challenging uh, our business model. They are challenging the way we are doing things. Uh, but I think they are challenging our culture the big company's culture the the, the, the way big company are, uh, it's just not, uh, just a business model just not the way we are doing things it's just the way we are, we, are. we are we are as, as a big company with our, our values and I think we have to engage a big um, cultural change inside the company to be able to uh, well to innovate and to uh, to survive from this big changing around uh, companies around the society are lately. Alright, so I love this lish,
0: I mean delicious <laughs> comes to mind. But um, once you've created the lab and you've got this, uh, you've got a great people, you've got a good idea, something that's focused on serving or solving some customer pain points, how do you bring that back into the business so that the lab is no longer a separate entity but is the company?
1: That's uh, a painful point for 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 a lab and a company because that can be a kind of a death valley. That can be very uh, because I, I think the, the key point is to uh, I, when in French I say centralize uh, a budget for innovation to uh, to implement in, uh, into production. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, indeed uh, do a lot and deliver a lot of. Uh, proof of concept, which is pretty easy now in a, in a digital world, but uh, yeah, the key point is to, to, to go in, into production. So, uh, one, one point uh, to me uh, is to, uh, to sanctuize uh, a project for, uh, to implement innovation in production was, was one key point. So the second point is to, uh, I think, w- when people from the lab has to follow the, the project, uh, otherwise, it can, uh, yeah, it's not about uh, going to death, but it can deviate from the the spirit of the of the innovation. Um, when you are you're going in a bank, you, when you are um, innovating, uh, maybe in uh, payments, instant payment, for examples, uh, well you are you, you're fighting against internal people and political people, which are. Uh, Doing, this, doing business uh, in card system and which are bringing a lot of money in banks so we don't want to like pay, payments to uh, to put in danger card system and card, uh, cash money they, they, they are bringing in so you have to have people that are going to follow the project into production to be uh, sure that it guarantee that uh, you don't have any uh, change between uh, the innovation in the lab and the innovation in the production otherwise People are going to have, uh, like, not bad habits, but uh, usual habits, uh, and, and say, well, okay, this is nice, but we are used to do it this way. So if you don't have anybody following it, it can be killed uh, just by the business uh, units. Mm. So. so, um... so I w- yeah,
0: no, wanted to finish on uh, your book. You you um, is really interesting because it, you you brought you draw on a number of of experiences that you went and researched and found out that other companies were doing as they tried to innovate. How uh, maybe pick out one of the ones that you thought was uh, the best example or a really interesting example, and and the second one maybe one where you showed that they didn't do quite as well where they they committed some errors that could have been avoidable for people to learn from? Uh,
1: good questions. Uh, the one I think is uh, about uh, Pernod Ricard. I think uh, I quote it in, in my book. And uh, it's very interesting because uh, innovation for a spiritual company is uh, just uh, launching new brands or buying brands. Um, and this, they try to find uh, some... Uh, Cocktail machine, like an espresso uh, café, you, you see the machine. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 the lab, uh, which is called Big, is uh, trying to elaborate uh, a cocktail machine where we can um, refill all the uh, all the spirit uh, alcohol in uh, in the machine, like you can be uh, uh, get all the uh, maybe the refill uh, bottle from uh, Amazon and uh, then we, they, they're gonna try to, to send it uh, in production and uh, the way we did it, that they uh, created all the concept, but they also uh, thought about the fabrication process, how to fabricate uh, the refill bottles, how you get it from Amazon, how you uh, make a, a digital application to make the cocktails. So it's a full uh, packaging like an espresso cafe. You have a cocktail machine uh, from uh, from Panorica, uh, which is very smart and it should be launched uh, pretty soon. It has been uh, showed in uh, last uh, Las Vegas uh, CES uh, mm-hmm. in last January. It was very really nice. Um, the one was uh, failed. <laughs> Uh, many failed so uh, I, I think I don't have uh, many uh, inside I think uh, I, I yeah I'm thinking about one which failed but you don't know if it's uh, uh, from the market or right. from the, the company that uh, launched it uh, it was uh, as I, t- I was talking about payments uh, direct payments uh, yeah, to pay your bill uh, when you are paying your bill I know in, uh, in UK but in France you are it's a direct debit uh, and you, uh, usually you, you uh, receive uh, the bill after it's a monthly direct debit and with trust between the, the two uh, parties and uh, 50, 25% in France of uh, the people prefer to receive first the bill and then to pay with uh, a card or with a direct payments and uh, all the banks uh, try to, to make uh, some uh, norms between them just to launch uh, the bill through uh, the mobile phone so you can see it, and then if you click on it, it delivers an instant payment. And um, why didn't work? Uh, It didn't work because I think you're in France, you have to be uh, all the banks together. Maybe you are thinking more about norms, but uh but uh, maybe the process and not uh in a sufficient way about the business uh, <laughs> simply business and all the, the people and uh maybe you're you lo- you making a company uh we uh, the company is gonna have to look after all the norms of the political world ways and uh, rules but uh the company uh, wasn't uh, a business company, I think, and uh, when you're far from the business, uh, even if you have a, a smart idea, uh, maybe the, the idea, it won't be sufficient for the idea to to encounter the market. Which
0: brings me back to this question about who do you choose to be the Olivier Laborde? Because in the end of the day, the person who's running this lab, bringing innovation, they do need to understand the business, and they need to understand what is return on investment. They need to understand how sensitive it is to get contracts and, and, and sales through and, and understand the, the short-term pressures that everybody else around you is suffering from. Because so, if you come back in and say, oh, I've got a great idea that's going to be good in three years' time, huh, it's not going to fly. So, Olivier, thanks for coming on uh, the show. Uh, it's been a wonderful listening to you. And Thank and, you to you. I appreciate it. And I'll put in the show notes uh, the leash and, and maybe some link to the, uh, the Bernoulli Ricard example, of course, as your book but um, what's the best way for someone to reach you how do you like people to connect with you online
1: well lately I got a lot of contacts through Twitter Uh, Laborde Olivier for Twitter Uh, LinkedIn can be a way, and I'm also happy to take a a coffee uh, like a 30 minutes coffee for people if you want to stop by Paris uh, which is pretty easy alright brilliant Olivier thanks for coming on the show have a
0: good continuation we'll be in touch bye bye Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minto Dialogue show. You'll find the show notes and my other blog posts on branding and digital on mindset.com, that's mindset with a Y, of course, where you can also sign up for my bi-weekly newsletter at mindset.com forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, go ahead and click the handy Facebook like button or share it out by your favorite media. In the meantime, come catch me on Twitter at MDial or listen up for the next show. Now enjoy Josh Sax's finger paint
2: oh fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of self-secure